All right. Well, welcome to um, welcome to Covenant Calendar Club or Calendar Club and Prophecy Club, and uh, where you know we do our best to uh, bring you uh, through the scriptures uh, the calendar that Yahuwah had ordained since the beginning, so we're able to walk His feast and Shabbat in the in the uh, in the correct uh, way. Uh, and uh, second, we thank you for joining us to, to listen to our prophetic teaching today. Uh, that Brandon is is going to go ahead and steward uh, for Torah to the tribes, um, and today's teaching is is uh, is the title is Exodus on my mind. Okay, uh, it is uh, it's a basically it, the events is going to discuss the events that are going to lead that lead into the Exodus. Okay, uh, and then and then again, you know, it's, he's going to go ahead and discuss, you know, what what kind of things could happen or traps or or things that are trying to set up for us, uh, you know, the enemy out there. Uh, so we become even, uh, you know, more enslaved and how, you know, how do we, what do we do to, with this information, how, how we can put it to use so we don't fall into any deceptions uh, or control over our lives through, through government and, and the powers to be. Anyway, Brandon is gonna go ahead and touch up on that today. And I hope you all are blessed by this teaching. If you are not receiving weekly invites, I do recommend that you sign up uh, through torahtothetribes.com forward slash connect. And please sign up for all the platforms that you see uh, that you see there that may interest you. We have from Men's Fellowship to Shabbat to uh, Women's uh, Sisters Gathering to Youth Group uh, Sessions to, you know, uh, of course, Matthew, amazing teacher, the lead teacher of this ministry, which, which he uh, does an awesome job, you know, with the dichotomy of the Book of the Law and the versus the Book of the Covenant. So please, um, I definitely recommend that, um, especially these times that we're living in. Does a great job dividing the law. As we should understand it. Um, well, go uh, well, brother. Whenever you are ready, Brandon, uh, we are ready for you as well. All right. At least so you say, right? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Thank you, brother Jose. Appreciate that. All right. Well, shalom, everyone. Let me. Uh, Share my screen here. Where's my PowerPoint? Hang on, sorry. All right, I think you guys should be able to see everything now. Is that correct? You can see it, Jose? Yeah, all right, good. Yeah, yeah I see it just fine, thanks. Okay, cool. All right, <clears throat> well, tonight, as you can see, the title of the message here is Exodus on my mind, but it actually hasn't been, I mean, it has been on my mind, don't get me wrong. But actually, the inspiration of this uh, came from uh, Stephanie and I's little girl, Abigail, uh, because about, I don't know, probably five, six weeks ago, maybe, um, we had introduced her to this movie called The Prince of Egypt. 
um, it's uh, an animated, uh, you know, variant of, um, you know, the story of, of the Exodus and everything like that. And, um, well, she watches it quite often, <laughs> so, which isn't a bad thing. There's definitely worse things she could be watching. So what's, what's really cute, though, is she always calls it, instead of calling it Prince of Egypt, she calls it Prince of Egypt. Um, so <laughs> that's always, that's always funny and cute the way she says it but so that's why i titled this exodus on my mind and this is going to be part one um i thought i was actually going to take this straight into straight into exodus um or shemot as uh as matthew would say but then i thought about you know what let's give you know kind of more of a background on how did they even end up in egypt um you know, and, uh, and, and then kind of the, in the total enslavement, because um, we know that when Yahusha, you know, returns, it says in Isaiah 61, that the spirit of Yahuwah is upon him, because he's anointed him. I'm just going to read it real quick. The spirit of Yahuwah Elohim is upon me, because Yahuwah has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to pray, proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of prison of the prison to those who are bound, and to proclaim the acceptable year of Yahuwah and the day of vengeance of our Elohim, to comfort all those who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning and a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So I've always felt, and we're about to quickly see it here. Things are about to rapidly um, progress. I mean, you guys aren't blind to what's going on. Um, you know, I mean, somebody would have to, uh, you know, literally be on like a deserted island or something like that to not know that, you know, there's, they're amassing 25,000 National Guard troops, Army National Guard troops, um, and they all are carrying their M4s and sleeping next to their M4s and everything like that. And they've been given um, deadly forces been authorized, you know, in our nation's capital. Um, Lots of streets have been shut down. Lots of streets in Washington, D.C. have been shut down. There's eight foot uh, fence that's gone up with Constantina wire, which is like a it's like a uh, more ramped up version of barbed wire. Um, anyway, the point is, is that we can see what's coming, you guys and gals. We're not we're not caught unaware, just like the Apostle Paul tells us. Right. So. The new world order will end up rising out of the ashes of America and the Hebrews once again will be enslaved to some degree, just like they were in the Exodus or in Exodus. Right. So anyway, just kind of continuing our theme that we've been looking at all year long, we can see this pattern 
of cycles repeating themselves. You know, we looked at a couple of few weeks ago, the abominations and desolation and when that took place in 168 BCE with Antiochus Epiphanes and when the Operation Warp Speed was taking place uh, last year, um, you know, 20, in December 2020, and how truly Yahuwah has declared the end, which we're approaching from the beginning, as Isaiah the prophet says, and also that there truly is nothing new under the sun, as uh, King Solomon says in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9. So let's get into this. All right, so we're going to talk about a few things. We're going to talk about Jacob. We're going to talk about Esau. We're going to talk about uh, famine, Egypt, and Joseph's uh, response to the famine in Egypt. All right, so let's start here. So we're going to start here in Genesis chapter 25, verses 29 through 34. And obviously this is the, the birth of Jacob and Esau, right? Well, it's not the birth, but it's already taken place. This is where Esau sells his birthright, right? In verse 26, though, so verse 24, so when her days, um, her being Rebecca, were fulfilled for her to give birth, indeed, there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red, and he was like, and he, he was like a hairy garment all over, so they called his name Esau. Afterward, his brother came out. And his hand took hold of Esau's heel, so his name was called Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when she bore them, so the boys grew, and Esau was a skilled, skillful hunter, a man of the field, but Jacob was a wild, a mild man, sorry, not a wild man, a mild man <laughs> dwelling in tents in Sukkah. Uh, and Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game. But Rebecca loved Jacob, right? So this is just a picture. I hope it's not too weird. I was just trying to find a kind of a picture that showed, you know, the twins in the womb. And then what is being portrayed here in scripture that Esau comes out first, but Jacob is clutching on to his heel, right? Uh, just like it says right here. So Jacob is a common male name given, is a is a common male given name and a well a less well-known surname is the cognate of James. Jacob is der derived from late Latin of Icobus from Greek, Icobus from Hebrew, the Yahakab, Yad, Ein, Kuf, Bet, right? Yahakab, Yahakab, Yahakab. The name of the Hebrew patriarch Jacob, son of Isaac and Rebekah. The name comes either from the Hebrew word, Hebrew root, kub, meaning to follow, to be behind, but also to supplant, 
to circumvent, to assail, to overreach, or from the word for heal, akeb, okay? Now, continuing on in verse 29 here. Now, Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau came in from the field, and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, please feed me for, with the same, that same red stew, for I am weary. Therefore, his name was called Edom. Therefore, his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, look, I'm about to die. So what is this birthright to me? Then Jacob said, swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold him his, birth, his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and a stew of lentils. And then he ate and drank and arose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Why am I talking about this? Because this is one of the major pitfalls, okay? Because we, we know that we wrestle uh, between our spirit man and our fleshly man. We have fleshly desires. We have spiritual desires. Paul talks about, you know, that, that we, he, he doesn't do the things that he should do, and he does the things that he shouldn't do, right? But if we look at this example right here, you know, this is a, a shadow picture of the test that I feel that we are about to, and actually some people have already been experiencing it, but we're about to witness this on a, on a global scale, I have the feeling, okay? Because if we forsake our birthright, if we forsake our birthright, we also forfeit our inheritance into the kingdom and there's there's people i i just posted an article uh, today in the shabbat fellowship that uh that dollar general and i heard uh i haven't seen the article for trader joe's but i uh heard about uh someone said that trader joe's was doing the same thing that they were offering their employees an incentive a monetary incentive in order to get the COVID-19 vaccine. And see, they have these plans of a global economic reset where I've talked about this Nasara Gasara. I just did a lengthy teaching on my on my own channel, the, uh, the uh, hashtag, it's actually I removed the hashtag, just much more truth now um, to make it easier to look, look up, but Look at the last couple of videos that I did because I really break down this Luciferic realm overcoming the dark cabal of Satan and the under the guise of this global reset, Nasara Gasara, and everything like that, because that's their plan. Their plan is to enslave people through their stomach. Right? And we gotta be weary of that because see just like esau 
he didn't know that that bowl of stew, what that bowl of stew would really cost him until he lost his blessing and his inheritance later in Genesis chapter 27, beginning in verse 30. And there are people right now, you've seen you know, the reports of people literally being in their car and they're, they're in line for miles. And they talk about how high the demand is for this vaccine because the people who have been given over to part of the strong delusion because they didn't have a love for the truth, they're flocking to it right now. And there's Christians that are flocking to it. Maybe even Torah folk that are flocking to it. And they don't understand because, see, it's a delayed, it's a delayed response, just like this was. It's a delayed consequence. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of Elohim is through Yahushua HaMashiach, right? In the book of Romans, we know that. But see, Esau didn't know that it was going to cost him his inheritance. He made a long-term decision based upon a short-term need. And that's what I'm trying to warn us of tonight, this evening, is don't be like Esau. You know, we talk about remember Lot's wife, you know, don't look back, but also remember Esau because he sold his birthright for a bowl of stew. Because he was weary. He was, he was tempted and tried just like Yahushua HaMashiach was, you know, thousands of years later um, in Matthew 4 and Luke 4 when the devil tried him. And he said, if you're the son of Elohim, tell that rock to turn into bread. And then, but Yahushua, being Yahushua, fought back with the word. Men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father, right? That's about to be a literal thing. Right now, it's a spiritual thing. Right now, it might be an emotional and mental thing, but there's going to be seasons where literally, prophetically, supernaturally, he feeds us with the very words that he speaks to us, that we hear him say. So, Let's jump down to Genesis 27, starting in verse 30 here. Now it happened as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob. So you guys know the story. Rebecca puts the uh, the goat's hair all over him and stuff like that. And, you know, makes him hairy like Esau. He goes in after he's um, prepared a meal for, um, uh, for Isaac and then Isaac blesses him. So this is where we're at. Verse 30. Now it happened as soon as Isaac finished had finished blessing Jacob, and Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. He also made savory food and brought it to his father and said to his father, let my father arise and eat of his son's game that your soul may bless me. And his father Isaac said to him, who are you? Who are you? He, so he said, I am your son, your firstborn Esau. Then Isaac 
trembled exceedingly and said, who, where is the one who hunted the game and brought it to me? I ate all of it before you came and I have blessed him. And indeed he shall be blessed. Verse 34, when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with an exceedingly great bitter and bitter cry, said to his father, bless me, me also, O my father. But he said, your brother came with deceit and has taken away your blessing. And Esau said, is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright and now he's taken away my blessing. And he said, have you not reserved a blessing for me? So I was trying to capture this in these two slides here. The temptation of being weary. You know, we're being worn out by the beast system as this new world order continues to rise, you know, ever since March here in the States. You know, I'm not, I can't speak for uh, internationally, but at least for here in the States, you know, it's been around since, since the middle of March, March 13th, when this beast system really began to, to rear its ugly head and began to wear out the saints, you know, and we've had to, you know, deal with the whole, you know, trying to overcome our fear of walking into a store, standing proudly in our father, Yahuwah, and, and walking in there without a mask or, or dealing with having to choose alternate methods or whatever. And among many other things that have been going on and we're weary, but we have to endure until the end. This is the patience of the saints, right? That's what the Bible talks about. We have to endure, but see, the fleshly desires overcame Esau. You know, I'll share a short, uh, what I believe was a, a word of revelation that Yahuwah gave me a, a few weeks back is it was kind of like him kind of giving me like almost like a flash vision or something like that, where, you know, if that it's possible that those who are in um in like the uh the fema camps and everything like that that they're going to be tempted that that the devil knows what your favorite food is was basically the gist of it and that he's going to tempt you with your favorite food you know that old adage uh you know if you remember the klondike bar right that peppermint chocolate bar, what would you do for a Klondike bar? Well, hopefully you wouldn't sacrifice and forsake your birthright and your blessing and your inheritance into the kingdom for a Klondike, Klondike bar, okay? So let's continue on. And I got these scripture references up here for you. Because see, right now people are taking this vaccine and... You know, they're like, oh, nothing's happening to me. Of course, you know, we are hearing of, of people, you know, having the, the Bell's palsy issues where the where the, like one side of their face looks like they've had a stroke. Um, or, you know, I've seen videos this week of people violently shaking um, and everything like that. And numerous, you know, numerous deaths. Of course, it's getting blamed on COVID and not the actual vaccine itself. 
which is injecting them with the poison. But in the soulish realm and in the spirit realm, people are thinking, see, right now it's like a credit card, right? Where, oh, yeah, I, you know what? I took that vaccine because, you know, I had to keep my job or whatever. Or I just, you know, I didn't want to be an outsider or, or I didn't want to be labeled or ridiculed. And they don't see right now because they didn't get the immediate results, just like Esau, that they have separated themselves through it. But see, the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. And they made their decision. And, you know, when, when whatever the catalyst is that sets it off, they're going to weep and wail just like Esau was doing, where they're going to long for death for five months and not be able to find it. They're going to seek death and it's death will flee from them, the Bible says in Revelation chapter 9, when it's talking about the fifth trumpet and the locust army. So Matthew 16, verse 24 says, Then Yahushua said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his stake and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life, your physical life, if you desire to save your physical life by taking that vaccine, by taking the proof of that vaccine so that you can continue in society, you will actually lose it. That's what the Bible says. But whoever loses his life, your physical life, for my sake, will find it. Because he tells us in another spot, don't fear the one who only has power over your body but not your soul, that being the devil, that being the beast system, that being the new world order, that being the FEMA camp, but rather fear the one who has power over your soul, body, and your soul, that being our father, Yahuwah. Fear him. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what man will give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in glory, in the glory of his Father with his angels, and he will reward each according to his works. Matthew 25, verse 10, talking about the parable of the ten virgins here. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him, to the wedding and the door was shut afterward that other virgins came also saying master master open up to us but he answered and said as surely i say to you i do not know you just like isaac did to jake uh did not to jacob did to esau he said who, who are you? Luke 13, verse 27 and 28 says, but he will say, 
I tell you, I do not know you where, where you are from. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity, and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of Elohim, and yourselves thrust out. See, this is what Esau was experiencing. He was experiencing the weightiness of the decision that led him to where he was, where he had gotten to, where it led him to. He realized, he looked back on that decision of, by taking that bowl of stew, I thought I was going to die. So therefore, I tried to preserve my life. And therefore, I forsook my blessing, my birthright, my inheritance. I was no longer entitled to the firstborn blessing. Because in our story right here, Jacob, in this instance, actually seems to represent the usurper, the supplanter of Satan or the devil, whatever you want to call him, Lucifer. For the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and to destroy, John 10, 10, part A. Jacob, this is why he had to have the name change. Because he went from deceiver to one who wrestled with Elohim. So the last two points I have, and then we'll move on, is do not sell your birthright and your inheritance into the kingdom over a bowl of stew. Because the trap is set. It's been laid. And I pray that we all have learned the way of the ant like the book of Proverbs tells us to do. And we've set aside a little bit here and a little bit there so that we can uh, endure until the end as long as possible. And if not, then don't put your faith and your trust in man or woman in yourself, but put it in him. Because there's so many times where it says that he shall supply all of your needs according to what? Your riches and glory? No. His riches and glory in Yahushua HaMashiach. And do not take any of their Luciferic debt jubilee programs that they have to offer you. All right? Amen. All right, next, Genesis 26, verse 1 and 2. Verse 1, it says, And there was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went into Abimelech, king of the Philistines, and Gerar. Then Yahuwah appeared to him. And said, do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants, I will give all these lands. And I will perform the oath which I swore to, your, to Abraham, your father. Next point. 
do not go to Egypt. What do I mean by that? Don't go to the, you know, the, the, the food pantry where the government set it up and everything like that. Don't go to the bread lines. Don't go where they have the traps laid. And Brother Matthews, you know, laid this out really well in the past um, with what happened to all the uh, Native Americans, you know, who were part of the 12 tribes as well, and how the Continental soldiers, the Union Army, would actually, you know, have them come into the forts and they would give them blankets and the blankets would literally have, I think it was like smallpox on it or something like that. They would actually infect them with it. And then they would take that back to their, uh, to their tribes and it would just spread and end up, you know, infecting all of them. And a lot of them actually died because of it. So don't fall for their snares. See, if you go down to Egypt, you'll be enslaved in Egypt. Bottom line. Bottom line. All right, moving on here. So Egypt equals FEMA. All right, not just FEMA, but FEMA is like the the tip of the spear, if you will. It is. It's what they're going to use. The New World Order is going to use to enslave uh, the American population. See the original on the right here? Right there, look at that, boom. That's the seal of the United States right there. And look, they got the star of Ramfam right above it. How about that? <laughs> I could speak on that, but I won't. But so you have the original, and you have the copy. Again, nothing new under the sun. Look at this. This is FEMA's Federal Emergency Management Agency. Same eagle, so-called. It's actually the phoenix. That's really what it is. And then they got this nice pyramid right up here, you know, because they love their triangles and pyramids. That's what they're all about, right? All right. So Pharaoh's dream. Genesis 41. I'm not going to read the whole dream. You guys can go back and read it if you want. We just came through here on our tour portions a few weeks ago. Um, you know, but Pharaoh has this dream about, uh, you know, seven, <clears throat> you know, seven uh, stalks of grain that are full and they're healthy. And then followed by seven uh, stalks of grain that are withered, bitter, dry, you know, and there's like nothing there, right? And they overcame the seven stalks of the healthy green. And then he had another dream followed up where there were seven cattle that were healthy and, and meaty and, you know, nice and, and plump, if you will. And then right behind it, there was seven very, very lean cattle, malnourished cattle, and they seem to devour the fat cattle. 
So obviously this is how this is how Joseph is remembered as he's in prison and the cupbearer remembers him and then brings him and interprets the dream, right? And he interprets the dream and he tells Pharaoh that Pharaoh basically Yahweh has shown you the future. He's shown you that we're you're going to have 7 years of plenty followed by seven years of a great famine, right? So we know the story. He uh, starts to set aside, I, I believe it was 20% of, you know, all the grain during the seven years, right? So, and, and Joseph gives advice to Pharaoh. So verse 33 of chapter 41 says, now, therefore, let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man and, let, and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this. Let him appoint officers over the land to collect one-fifth of the produce of the land, 20%, in land in Egypt in the seven years, in the seven plentiful years. And then, and, or sorry, and, and let them gather all the food of those good years, that are coming and store up the grain under the authority of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities. Then that food shall be as reserve for the land for the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land may not perish during the famine. So basically what we have here is that See, in Joseph's way, he did it in a righteous way, right? We're not saying that Joseph is evil here in any way. But what I am saying is that the Luciferic New World Order, they're going to use this as a playbook of how to enslave the populace. They're going to use this. And I'm going to show you how. So then we jump down we jump down to chapter 45 you guys can go back and read in between there but chapter 45 is talking about Pharaoh speaking to Joseph he says, say to your brothers, do this, load your animals and depart, go to the land of Canaan, bring your father and your households and come to me and I will give you the best of the land of Egypt and you will eat of the fat of the land. Now you are commanded, do this, take carts out of the land of Egypt for your little ones, your wives, bring your father and come. Also, do not be concerned about your goods. For the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. Then the sons of Israel did so, and Joseph gave them cards according to the command of Pharaoh, and he gave them provisions for the journey. So don't, don't worry about bringing your supplies with you. I'll give you the best of the land of Egypt. You will eat of the fat of the land.
So Joseph in the famine here. So Joseph deals with the famine. So we talked about what the plan was. During the seven years of plenty, we're going to set aside 20% of everything that's there, and we're going to pile it in these big grain bins, essentially, right? Pile it all into there. So that way, during the famine, everybody will be able to eat. But here's the trap right here. Genesis 47, verse 13. Now there was no bread... Now, there was no bread in all the land, for the famine was very severe, so that the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan languished because of the famine. And Joseph gathered up all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan for the grain which they had bought, which they bought, and Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. So, we touched on this a couple of weeks ago when we talked about coronavirus. Is it a deadly plague, deadly disease, or is it a new world or Trojan horse of the new world order? And we're seeing all of this shift economically where the small businesses are being bankrupted, shut down, can't go in there. But yet the Walmarts, the Amazons, the Googles, these tech-renetic tech companies these big tech companies and these big box companies, Target, CVS, Walgreens, etc. There's a change in an exchange of wealth where the money is transferring. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer, the old adage say, says, right? So basically during this last almost year now, Pharaoh's been bringing all the money into Pharaoh's house. And that's what it's going to be as well. And then verse, verse 15. So when the money failed, when the dollar fails, which it soon will, in the land of Egypt, in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came to Joseph and said, give us bread for why should we die in your presence? For the money has failed. Sound familiar? Sound like Esau? Give me some soup. Give me some stew. For why should I die? Then Joseph said, give your livestock and I will give you bread for your livestock. So give me, give up your livestock and I will give you bread for your livestock if the money is gone. So they brought their livestock to Joseph, and Joseph gave them bread in exchange for their horses, their flocks, the cattle, and the cattle of herds, and for the donkeys. Thus, he fed them with bread in exchange for their livestock all that year. So whatever year that was, after the money had failed, they gave up all of their livestock. All their livestock in exchange for food, in exchange for bread for themselves and for their livestock. Keep going. Verse 18, when that year had ended, they came to him the next year 
and said to him, we will not hide from you, my master, that our money is gone, but my master also has our herds of livestock. There is nothing left in the sight of my master but our bodies and our lands. Why should we die before your eyes, both we and our land? Buy us and our land for bread. And we and our land will be servants of Pharaoh. Give us seed that we may live and not die, that the land may not be desolate. So the money's gone. You can no longer afford to buy the grain that Joseph has put away in these big grain bins. We'll call them grain silos, I think is the better way to say it. Up in Nebraska, we call them grain bins, but the silos. Then after the money failed, I got no money left. Now I'm going to offer you my possessions. It's going to sell you everything that I have in order that I can keep eating and that my livestock can keep eating. So I'll sell you my livestock. Then the next year, I come to you humbly and I say, hey, I got no money. I got no possessions left. All I have left is my very house, the land that I own, and myself. But in order that I, why should I die before your eyes, both me and my land, buy me and my land for bread, and I and my land will be servants of Pharaoh. This is what is hap this is what's happening right now. Verse 20. Then Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh. For every man of the Egyptians sold his field because the famine was so severe upon them. So the land became Pharaoh's. This great transfer of wealth. Verse 21, and as for the people, he moved them into cities from one end of the borders of Egypt to the other end. Only the land of the priests he did not buy, for the priests had rations allotted to them by Pharaoh, and they ate their rations which Pharaoh gave them. Therefore, they did not sell their lands. Then Joseph said to the people, indeed, I have bought you and your land this day for Pharaoh. Look, here is seed for you, and you shall sow the land. Verse 24, and it came to pass in the harvest that you, or sorry, and it shall come to pass in the harvest that you shall give one-fifth to Pharaoh, 20% to Pharaoh, and fourth this shall be your own as seed for the field and for your food and for those of your household as food for your little ones. And listen to the response of the people. Verse 25. So they said, you have saved our lives. Let us find favor in the sight of my master and we will be Pharaoh's servants. 
Verse 26, and Joseph made it a law over all the land of Egypt to this day that Pharaoh should have one fifth except for the land of the priests only, which did not become Pharaoh's. Wow. Man. Just a quick recap here. So there was a famine that's very severe. Think Black Horse, Revelation chapter 6. I'll just read it real quick. Just give a quick refresher here. Also known as the uh, third horseman. Verse 5. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a black horse. He who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and the wine. A quart of wheat for a day's wages, three quarts of barley for a day's wages. Famine had set in. The dollar had collapsed. The money had collapsed. It was severe. Joseph gathered up all the money. An economic crisis. Brought all the money into Pharaoh's house. All that transfer of wealth going into the beast system right now by bankrupting everybody through the virus. Brought all the money into Pharaoh's house. And as the dollar fails... As the money fails, they offer them up their cattle. Then they sold them their livestock for bread. When they had no possessions left, they offered up themselves and their land. Pharaoh moved them all into cities. Did you know that the UN has this agenda called Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, an Agenda 2050 that's called Sustainable Development. And you can get online and you can actually look. There's different areas of America. There, there's probably other countries listed there as well where they have certain areas cordoned off where they don't want people to live. But if you've ever seen uh, the movie Judge Dredd where it has like these mega cities, that's what their goal is. They want everyone in these huge, big, mega cities. Now, hallelujah, their plans will fail. Because I tell you right now, beloved, they aren't going to have until Agenda 2050 or 2030 even. They're not going to have that long. Because if those days had not been shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Because... He who sits in heaven laughs at their plans. But interesting development today. Now, let me read you this quote from Klaus Schwab. He's the founder of the World Economic Forum and the executive chairman. You will own nothing and be happy about it. That's a direct quote from the executive chairman of the World Economic Forum. If that doesn't sound like what was happening in the days of this famine in Egypt, I don't know what does. Because 
They literally owned nothing and they were so happy about it that they praised their slave master. You have saved our lives. Let us find favor in thy sight, my master, and we will be Pharaoh's servants. Nothing new under the sun. But I got something else for you as well. Because I just found out today, I actually wrote all this stuff. I didn't even know this stuff about Bill Gates until today. But I just found out today, and I put the link uh, in the chat, that Bill Gates, who's the fourth richest person in the world, This is from Forbes, okay? This source is from Forbes.com. And a self-described nerd who is known for his early programming skills rather than his love of the outdoors has been quietly snatching up 242,000 acres of farmland across the United States, enough to make him the top private farmland owner in all of America. All of America. Buying all the land, just, just like in the days of the famine, over, you know, because see, these, these farmers, they can't afford to do anything. They can't afford to, you know, the, there's, a, <laughs> there's a total economic collapse that's already happened, but just because they haven't tanked the stock market yet, they're still puffing it up and still Trump's still talking about how great he's making America again. But this house of cards is going to come falling down and falling down quickly and swiftly. And who knows? It might even happen next week. I don't know. I don't know. All I do know is that it looks like Washington, D.C. is preparing for war. <laughs> That's all I know. And I know who sits on the throne, of course, and I'm not, I'm not afraid. I'm just telling you what's going on. So it continues to say, after years of reports that he was purchasing agricultural land in places like Florida and Washington, the land report revealed that Gates, who has a net worth of nearly $121 billion, according to Forbes, has built up a massive farmland portfolio spanning 18 states. Interesting that it's divisible by six, 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 18. His largest holdings are in Louisiana, 69,000 acres, Arkansas, 47,000 acres, my home state in Nebraska, 20,500 acres. Additionally, he has stakes in 25,000 25, acres uh, of uh, transitional land on the west side of Phoenix, Arizona, which is being developed into a new suburb. According to the Land Reports research, the land is held directly and through third-party entities by Cascade Investments, Gates Personal Investment Vehicle. Cascade's other investments include food safety, economy company, Ecolab, and used car retailer Vroom and Canadian National Railway. Anyway, I'll let you read through the rest of this, but folks, this is happening again. And what this picture is down below, for those of you who don't recognize it, so this is the green silo, 
back in Joseph's day or a representation of it. This is a FEMA warehouse. And you can actually go and look this up yourselves that they literally have cases of water, cases of food, everything. They're, they're storing up all this year. They've been storing up because they know what is coming. They know what time it is. They know that famine is coming. They know that the dollar's about to collapse, that they're going to have an economic collapse because of the so-called COVID-19. They know. They know what they've been causing. It's all by design. Um, a fellow uh, YouTuber, a, guy, a retired colonel by the name of Roy Potter, he's who uh, first gave me the, the revelation of the fact that they were using Joseph's famine as their playbook. It almost happened simultaneously where like I was in the midst of studying it because it was during our, our um, tour portion, but he just brought it out and then Yahuwah kept just, you know, enhancing it and enhancing it. But folks, this is what we're heading to. Agenda 21 starts in 2021. It's just how it is. We can all see the end of America coming. But that was the end of part one of Exodus on my mind. So I pray that you found today's teaching edifying and uplifting. And may Yahuwah bless you, keep you, and cause this space to shine upon you and give you peace, shalom. And for more info, please visit tourtothetribes.com. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, um, so, um, you know, well, start growing food right now. <laughs> Guess, try, try to get some seeds or, you know, whatever we need to do. But, um, you know, uh, that's, um, that's pretty amazing what you know, everything is like, you know, um, coming together right now. Um, because, you know, back in, um, I don't know if y'all, some of you have probably have heard this already, but if you look at the, the um, popular The Economist uh, Report magazine from 1988, January 9th, there was a picture of a phoenix. You can look it up in, in Google. There's a picture of a phoenix uh, and, she, and the phoenix is actually catching fire from the bottom. And there's this all, all this money under the phoenix and then there is this like gold you know uh gold 10 10 cent gold or something on the chest and and that was in january uh six of this year okay while all this stuff was happening in washington dc um, there's an article here by the registers. America says banks can now transact using so-called stable crypto coins. What, what does this actually mean? It means that the treasury, OCC, is able to now use cryptocurrency. Uh, you know, so now they can use the blockchain. So that means that they're going into a fully digital currency. And that happened. And I'm not, you know, and this is, and this kind of like, 
just shows who's behind this is that it happened almost exactly 33 years from the first, from the, that was published to January 6th. It was 33, it was 33 years, three, three days short of being 33 exact years to when the, this, uh, um, announcement came out or the, it was approved that banks are now able to now, um, use well cryptocurrency you know and 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 through the blockchains and all that so the the, it's it it was done exactly exactly almost 33 years later after that happened so so you know who's behind it all they love that Uh, 33 don't they they love that 33 down to the t three days Mm -hmm. three days till 33 years and um and so yeah so we're moving into this cashless society and this whole famine this whole things that are coming upon it's all part of it. They they do know that uh, we we we're going to be at the mercy of uh, you know their supplies and like Brandon you know clearly displayed that it is about the billionaires buying up all the land now you know so they have control of how much food uh, and and things that we're going to be able to to get you know so that's and that's just Bill Gates I mean that he's and there are other very, very wealthy billionaires, some of the smartest people in the in, 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 in investors that are, are investing in farmland. That's what they're doing. Uh, and so uh, those who have, you know, the the cash and the sources, they're actually doing that, you know. Uh, but again, you know, that's that to them is projections. We, we, we stick by the word and, and you know, what all that land is like if Yahuwah, bring, you know, once per Yahuwah brings his famine, also, you know, is that land going to be, are they going to be able to even do anything with it? You know, so that's, um, so that's another, um, you know, um, piece of the, piece of the prophetic that we, we can also consider. Um, but yeah, so that's, um, so we're, you know, we're, we're heading ahead to, towards, towards those times for sure. And, uh, and we're not, we, we don't want to sell our birthright to, for, for uh, a little, a little soup. Don't you know, do it. Or, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Um, and I think Jean, ha- I may have a question or comment. Go ahead, sister. Why, why do you got on the topic of the cryptocurrency thing? In in two thousand late, I think it was two uh, two thousand seventeen or sixteen. I kind of got into cryptocurrency because I didn't know anything any better. <laughs> um. But it really wasn't available in the United States at the time. And so I've had like three separate cryptocurrencies. One uh, and all of them have um, that were outside of the United States. And all of them have um, forbid, forbid me for trading because of tax rules. So they've like closed the accounts and I didn't get any money out of them. But one thing I did do was I bought, um, I went on eBay, right? And I bought some IOTA, which is the Internet of Things, which is owned by Bill Gates. Mm. And so, but I, and I never put the seed in. So we have three of these things right here, of 50,000 50, shares of IOTA. Wow. So we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> I, yeah. I imagine when they switch over and, and they're they're gathering all their money, it'd be the time to 
execute this thing. Maybe. No. Maybe. But um, I also had another question. You know, I thought Matthew in one of his teachings, and I don't remember which one it was, was talked about um, talked about that there was gonna, there was more than was gonna, there was like a remainder amount for prophecy to be fulfilled of the famine, which means it's not going to be seven years, but like it's there's I think there oh was, yeah there's something like there was forty nine years and we've it, we've used seven of them or something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah, I wasn't implying. I was just using. Um, the I know just I'm just wondering yeah. if anybody remembers that teaching or, or. I know what you're talking about, but yeah, I can't think of it right offhand, um, for sure. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I truly believe, um, and I and I mean, there's numerous people who are hearing from Yahuwah who are getting the same type of messages that. Um, that we're about to, you know, most likely be approaching that, what we call the tribulation or the great tribulation or the final 42 months, whatever you want to call it, Jacob's trouble, whatever, however you want to, whatever, you know, adjective you want to throw on it, um, you know, that it could be happening as early as this Passover, you know, um, because see the birth pains or the beginning of sorrows, that that's a unspecified amount of time you know like there's no there's no time limit given to those right and um it's pretty clear you know from matthew laying it out so well that it's very clear and the events that have happened in 2020 that you know this this doesn't go in order as a linear you know, fashion and everything like that. And also, um, if you guys saw the uh, the tour portion, guys and gals saw the tour portion this, um, even today uh, for, for uh, preparation day, it showed the overlap between Revelation 8 and Revelation 16 and how those trumpet and bull judgments, you know, overlap and everything like that. So, um, yeah, I think we're, I mean, I don't know why I didn't just, you know, maybe it was my own doing, you know, is that okay if I be honest for a moment, you know, and just say that, you know, maybe I was kind of, I was just kind of tired, <laughs> you know, I had a really long year, lost my two daughters um, permanently in this life at least. And, um, you know, I don't know why I didn't just zero in right in on, on this, um, you know, what we're seeing next week with, um, um, the inauguration and everything like that. But maybe I, I guess maybe I just in my own kind of selfish desire, if you will, just kind of wanted it to happen, you know, before the end of the year, or, you know, whatever it was, but anyway, it's pretty clear now, um, what's, what's going to be taking place next week. So, Definitely, just again, I cannot stress enough to continue to prep, pray, and stay out of the way. Let them fight over it. You know, if you, I will say this, and I'm not going to ask, you know, I'm not going to talk about who you voted for, whatever. If you have any sign of political nature in your yard, you need to get rid of it ASAP. 
because I guarantee that that is going to become an issue. You know, they're going to, no matter who does it, I'm, I'm not even saying this side's going to go after this side or this side's going to go after this side. I think it's going to happen on both sides. So if you have any type of sign in your yard that says so-and-so 2020, get rid of it because you, you don't want to have any allegiance to that whatsoever. You know, I'll just say that because uh, we don't want to give them a reason to, you know, come knocking, if you will. But anyway, Cameron, brother, how are you? How you feeling? So I'm I'm feeling okay. I'm doing okay. Just a little bit tired. Uh, yeah, I actually, let's see. I told you guys that every that I changed my uh, health, uh, whatever you call that. I'm working through UCLA and I had a like a comprehensive test and praise be to you. I mean, other than my kidney and dialysis, every I mean, the guy was very surprised because I had a, a lot of history of different problems, you know? So everything is, everything that's not related to the kidney is being perfect. And the kidney, I mean, I feel better. It's just uh, getting tiring, you know? So we're waiting uh, to see us uh, healing, you know, and uh, it's revelation. So we are really happy with that. Thank you, everybody. Thank everybody for prayers. Uh, I was talking to Shohre, you know, we've been, we are new to prophecy and I mean, looking at as, as the way it is being taught here. And we are really not sure. I know we've been prepping for the last few months as far as food and we have a generator. <coughs> but we would appreciate it if you either give us a teaching on that or lead us somewhere so we can uh, exactly know what things to prep for. And uh, because if this is gonna take long term, we are not prepared for that. So, I mean, maybe for uh, six months, maybe, but not more than that. So what else, what is the best things to prepare for, to store, things like that. If, yeah. if you can lead, uh, direct us towards that or do a teaching on that or or whatever, you want to discuss that, it's, it's we really appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> well, number one, the number one preparation that we have to do and this is why I make the announcement on my Facebook page every single preparation day is we have to prepare spiritually. Yes. Right. Because it won't be the like, <clears throat> excuse me, it won't be the physical preparations that see us through, you know, like it won't be knowing that this vaccine is evil and that it's even tied to the mark of the beast and everything like that, that see us through. But it's keeping that oil in our lamps, mm -hmm. keeping your lamps lit with the Ruach HaKodesh and with your fire burning for him. And that is through the oil of intimacy. You know, the, the, it's developed in the place of prayer, developed in seeking after his word, eating that scroll and putting yourself in an environment, you know, where like I like to listen to worship music as I 
um, uh, as I'm reading and everything like that. But different people, you know, different things. They, they, you know, they, uh, they connect with him in a different, different manner. But that's number one. We gotta be, we gotta be spiritually prepared. Okay. You know, and because that's what's gonna see us through. It, it, you know, examine ourselves, right? Um, we can't, you know, like, um, I think it was last week, um, you know, where, um, where Brother Matthew was talking about the Passover, you know, and, and uh, in the seventh edition Torah portion and how, you know, um, we bring condemnation on ourselves when we, when we partake of Passover in an unworthy manner, right? And so we need to examine ourselves. We need to break up the follow, follow ground that's inside of us, like Hosea 10 talks about. And also, we need to give him full access. So, you know, the Psalm 139, where it says, search my heart, O Elohim, you know, give him full access to us to where he can identify those little spots uh, that still need refining and everything like that. And ask him to create in me a clean heart. Oh, Elohim, and renew a steadfast, a steadfast, righteous spirit within me, right? So that's number one, first and foremost. If we have any unconfessed sin, if we have any hidden sins that we're thinking that nobody knows about, so it's not a big deal, no. Now's the time to confess. Find a brother or sister, whatever, you know, James 5, 16 talks about confess your sins to one another that you may be healed, right? That is a biblical thing. So we need to get that out in the open, get it under the blood, repent, fully repent. Um, so that's number one, spiritually. Number two, mentally and emotionally, you know, and we have to trust him because one thing he showed me this year and I did a teaching on it called Job and the Tribulation, is that losing my children for the sake of him and for the sake of knowing him and for the sake of the gospel was part of my Job moment. But in the tribulation, and even in the birth pains, because I mean, gosh, if you just look at, you know, the first couple of horsemen, I mean, I think a quarter of the earth died. You know, I mean, that's two billion people, folks. Like, that means that you know, things are happening around us and everything like that. But the point is, is we have to warn ourselves against offense, against being offended at him, against being offended at his judgments as he pours them out on the earth. We, that's why I stress so heavily on those intimacy teachings, because intimacy is what is going to get us through. Yeah. It's not the prophetic. It's not knowing that it's coming. It's not the physical preparation or anything like that. It's intimacy. That's mm -hmm. what's going to get us through. Um, that's what will keep us from being offended at him. Um, yes. So, you know, spiritually, mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally, preparation, of course, physically prepared. You know, um, Proverbs talks about, you know, learn, learn, uh, learn the way of the ant, you scoffer. I think it says you scoffer. Maybe not. Maybe I'm getting too mixed up. But anyway. It talks about, you know, setting some aside, you know, so there is a season of that, you know, um, you know, uh, I mean, it's hard to, to know exactly what we're going to face, you know, yeah. we don't know, are we going to face, um, 
you know, is there going to be an EMP? Will we have a grid down? Uh, an EMP, by the way, for those who don't know, is an electromagnetic pulse yes. where, where it, it, it takes down the whole power grid. Your car won't start. Nothing you have that's electronic is available. Like it's, it's useless. It's a paperweight, right? And it will be that way for a very, very long time, uh, you know, because of infrastructure, anyway, whatever, bad, bad stuff. Um, so we don't know what we're going to be facing, you know, so I would say as much as you possibly can, as quickly as you possibly can, get as much, um, um, get as much, you know, non-perishable food as you can get, you know, um, I hate giving, um, hate giving Amazon any more money, but at the same time, time is of the essence. So, you know, rather than wait on another food supplier who can get it to you in three to four weeks or six weeks or whatever, if Amazon can get that emergency food to you, you know, within a couple of days, that, that will be, you know, a route I would go. Um, you know, they have a lot of like 20, 25 year shelf lives, things like that. Um, to get, you know, we just bought a couple of uh, uh, little camping stoves um, that we're gonna use. Um, yeah, Miss Cheryl has a great one. Yes, paper scriptures, absolutely. I've seen, I posted about that about 10 days ago. I've literally seen on Twitter and Facebook, I've seen over five confirmations of people talking about that, that they, they're being emphasized to get paper scriptures. So absolutely get paper paper scriptures, yeah. sure yeah. um yeah. and then um you know i mean just overall just i mean like our plan is to kind of shelter in place you know while things are happening out mm -hmm. there and everything like that and um um uh, you know we're hoping that obviously like at, at passover you know if he chose to you know select us to go off into the wilderness with him and the place of safety, then, you know, that's our, that's obviously plan A. Uh, plan B is, you know, as long as we can stay here, you know, kind of low key under, under the radar, so to speak, you know, we're going to stay here. But also I think that this is going to be a time for being mobile as well. You know, so you got to plan for being in the wilderness, um, you know, there's a good book uh, called the uh, SAS Survival Handbook right here. That's what that's called. I mean, that's like a lot of stuff. It's talked about. Can you hold it up one more time so I can take a yeah, picture? Sure. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, it talks about, you know, uh, tents and how to tie knots and how to recognize different foliage as poison or not and everything like that. Uh, Jose, can you help with the meeting ID in the chat? Can you post it there? She, I think um, she's trying to get in on her phone. Oh, sure, sure. Um, but, you know, yeah, so I mean, getting non-perishable food is key. Um, you know, we're, we just purchased a bunch of, uh, solar powered, 
um, like lanterns, uh, crank radio, hand crank radio, um, thing, things that, you know, you can, because literally we have phone chargers. If, if an EMP doesn't go off and it's just like a power grid situation, we could literally set our solar generator um, charger outside to charge and then we could charge our phone off of that. Yeah. Know? So, um, and other, other different things like that as well. Um, you know, so there's a lot of different things. I mean, I'd have to kind of, I could kind of put together a list for you of what some of the things that we've done. Um, uh, just I can't, I can't think of it all off the top of my head, but yeah, Damien, uh, said he, he has a solar power radio. Yeah, I have, I ordered one of those too and phone charger and flashlight. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really, uh, I mean, we, uh, we just try and prepare the best we can, but I think ultimately that if he doesn't hide us, we're not going to be hidden, you know, cause it doesn't matter, you know, like some of these natural preppers, you know, they have, you know, like, oh, I got three, I got five years worth of food, whatever. But they think that they can just ride this thing out. But this isn't meant to be ridden out. You know, like if he doesn't hide you, you're going to succumb to the, uh, the beast one way or the other, meaning by either by persecution through martyrdom or by not having enough oil in your lamp and you end up, you know, taking the mark, you know, you, you, you end up selling your birthright into the kingdom and everything like that. So I don't say that to scare anybody. I just like, honestly, one thing I've been asking Yahuwah to do is just continually take away my fear of death. Because if you think about it, if you have no fear to die, what do they have at that point? What, what, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not saying I'm going to sit there and like mock them or anything, but you know, Stephen had the face of an angel, you know, as he was being stoned to death, you know? Yeah. Take away the fear of, uh, of pain as well. Uh, Brother William says, you know, so it's just, I mean, if, if, they, if they kill us, like, so what? The next thing that's going to wake us up is Yahusha. You know, yeah. that's it. That's yeah. it. You know, we, we don't don't live in fear for sure. You know, they're actually afraid of us. And y'all willing, I'll get to get into that in part two. I'll just kind of leave that little teaser there that they're mm -hmm. actually afraid of us. That's why they want to enslave us again. That's why they enslaved them uh, back then, because they were afraid of them. So, mm -hmm. Sister Jean, yeah. do you have a, another question? Um, when I was getting saved, this back in 1985, you know, I'd had a five-year plan to commit suicide, and, and on, on my birthday, and three days before, a radio station did an altar call kind of thing, that, and I didn't, I never listened to that, that station before, but it ended up on my radio, and when I, at the end of it, you know, the guy was all talking about how you know, you can't wait until the last minute to accept the Messiah. You, you know, when the, when the call comes, the call comes. So at that point, you know, I made a promise. I, I accepted the Messiah through the, through that prayer. 
But, uh, you know, in my D-Day, where I was going to kill myself was my birthday, which was mm. three days later. Wow. But instead, I made a promise to Yahuwah not to kill myself. Wow. So, you know, now the question comes with what you were talking about. Um, you know, is it is it uh, breaking my promise to Yahuwah to uh, allow myself to die because they won't feed me or I'd have to take the mark of peace. I'm, it's a little, that's a little confusing. <laughs> what do you guys think anyway? Well, we're called to love, you know, the way we overcome is, you know, by the blood of the lamb, by the word of our testimony and by not loving our lives even unto death. And he calls us to follow him, right, where he went, you know, and essentially be willing to to die if it comes to it for, you know, the one who died for us, right? I mean, no greater love than a, does a man have than a man who will lay his life down for his friends, you know, and, and it, he wants that same thing from us if it's if it's presented, you know. So, um, I think that it's a better option than, you know, some of the other ones that I've heard where like people want to go down in a blaze of glory and they're like, I'm not letting them take me, you know? And I actually kind of wrestle with that myself a little bit of like, well, do I let them, you know, like if, uh, you know, like marauders show up, okay, that's one thing, you know, but if the Humvees show up, you know, I'm not going to fight them all. I mean, it's just a losing, it's just a losing battle. And also I thought about this too, is that, you know, if he does allow me to, if it, if it's his will for me to go into a FEMA camp, there are people there who, yeah, they know enough to not take this vaccine. They have head knowledge of not, don't take the vaccine, but they need to meet him, you know, and it's going to be through people like you and I, if if we're chosen to go there, <laughs> to go into to preach the gospel to them, you know, and and bring that to them and encourage them. Endure until the end. You're doing the right thing. Don't cave in and take that mark that they're offering. Because there's a bunch of people who've been who's had dreams over the years about. How there's like long lines, you know, going up to uh, the guillotine and everything like that, and how there's people who they they lose it in the middle of the line and they fall away and they you know they end up taking you know the mark and everything like that, and we just gotta mentally prepare to endure until the end. But I think that that's a better option than it is to, you know, be like, oh no, I'm not going there, and. I'm not leaving my house unless it's, you know, uh, when I'm no longer living, you know, like I'm not going to let them take me alive. I, I think that the first option of allowing them to, you know, if it's his will to, you know, to take you into the FEMA camp, because who knows? I mean, a miracle could break out where, you know, you're sitting there singing psalms and spiritual psalms and praying in tongues and everything else. And all of a sudden some walls start shaking, 
you know, bars start shaking, you know, <laughs> the guards are sitting there wanting to, you know, harm themselves because you broke free, you know, and you're telling them that, hey, I'm still here, whatever. But, you know, I, I would just, uh, I would just say that the first option is better than the second. That, that would be, you know, how I would answer that. Yeah, I wanted to, um, before I get to you, we get to you, uh, Gerard, um, just wanted to touch up like, you know, about our, our oil lamps being always full, right? I mean, uh, through the Aaronic priesthood, you have Aaron. Uh, he, that was a daily shore. I mean, that was a morning thing, a, a, an evening thing that he needed to maintain those those oil lamps filled and, and lit. And so um, we can allow that fire to go out, you know, by throughout the day because he and also Aaron was on the outside of the tent. He was outside of the veil where the covenant was. The covenant was in the inside, but now through the blood of Mashiach, we now have entry into the covenant that through his flesh, which is the veil, we're able to enter. And so, you know, if we just maintain to focus on the fire, the seven ruachs that lives in Yahushua, and now that is living in us because now we're in him and as, as, he, as he is in us, we're able to, you know, endure till the end. I wanted to um, just really quick read on Hebrews, um, um, real quick, 10, 19. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holy, holiest by the blood of Yahushua, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of Yahuwah, and let us draw near to with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promises faithful and let us consider one another to steer up in love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching, you know, so it is that expectation of the hope of him, you know, like what is the mystery of those who Gentiles who wanted to be in covenant, Yahusha in us and the hope of glory. So that is what we, you know, look forward to is to be, you know, um, aligned with in his glory as he is glorified. Um, so it's it's about just having Yahusha living in us and through us every single day of our lives and keeping that oil that that lamp always burning you know and don't run out of oil if it and and i would say those seven spirits needs to always be in check you know measure yourself where is my wisdom where is my understanding where is my my, my fear of Yahuwah? do i fear him enough to fall away from his commandments or am i going to stay aligned and, and keep the narrow path so these are things that i think it's, it's a good Thing to always you know check ourselves you know kind of like use that as a as the mirror to see if we're actually you know um uh, I, I abiding by those things yeah i do have a question ahead, about the, you know the man who walks in front of the mirror and then you know as soon as he walks away he forgets who he is well i do have quite a number of i don't not claiming this i believe in faith that yahoo is going to heal this but i do have quite a bit of memory issues and that scripture i'm i keep wondering if i need some deliverance 
because I that scripture because I because I do forget, you know. I could say I could hear something, you hear you say something, but but I repeat back what you said. A lot of times not. Sometimes yeah, sometimes but you know it's 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 definitely a problem issue for me. But um that's why when I'm writing a new song I just write the scripture so I memorize the scripture with the song and it helps me to remember it. Yeah. Um but boy, you know, I'm wondering if that the memory issue is part of in any way part of that mirror where you where you, you look at something, you read it, then you walk away and you don't remember what you read. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think it's important also to ask him to write it upon the tablet of your heart and seal it. Because he says in, I think it's John 14, Yahushua says that the Ruach will come, the helper, the paracletos will, will cause you, call you to remember everything that I've taught you. You know, so that's, that's a big portion of it is just the more and more we walk in the spirit, we walk in the Ruach that, you know, he brings it up out of our, out of the depths of our soul. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that scripture because when I was in college, I made a necklace that had um, that scripture on it. He walked around college everywhere with it. There you go. <laughs> Amen. Gerard. Go ahead. Um, yeah. All right, brother. Thanks for thanks for your patience. Uh, you're welcome. That's a good uh, good habit of me. Um, I I was uh, always bullied at school, so I had to wait uh, for a lot of things. But also, we have to wait for some uh, uh, things uh, Yahweh wants us to do, whether we go into a camp uh, or whether we go to uh, another place or um, homesteading or whatever, or being in a city where he wants us. Um, and it reminds me of uh, my fellow uh, 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 Dutch uh, person, uh, Corrie ten Boom. She was um, pr praying and, and, uh, to God and also asking her father, um, how can I be like people in, in, in the Bible to be um, ready for what, what I have to do? And, and she wasn't. But her father said to her, uh, when you have to go by train in three weeks, do I give you the ticket today already? Or do I wait until the day you depart? Mm. Um, she had to wait for it. Uh, my parents had a, a poster uh, uh, above the stair. And it said, uh, do your best. God will do the rest. For the, the things we cannot do, we can do. Yeah, we will always, uh, always uh, step in for us and help us. But we, we have to uh, be prepared in, in our hearts and in our minds. What you said, uh, Brandon, also, it's about the relationship uh, with our bridegroom, and our relationship with our Heavenly Father, that we, uh, then we can say it is well with our soul. Because whatever happens and whatever he calls us to do, it's okay. Because he wants uh, that for our lives. Um, and as long as we are alive, we have testimony. And as long as we have testimony, we are alive. Uh, Michael Root said that once to me, uh, and it uh, yeah. 
and it, and it, it landed in my, in my heart, as long as we have a testimony, then we, we can share it with others. And sometimes it's on places we don't want to be. And right at the moment, if we think, oh no, I don't want to go there of, or uh, I don't want to do that. Most of the times he wants us to do that because uh, it's through obedience um, to him, we can testify. It's yeah. not our own feelings, our own mind, our own ideas. But most of the time, it's about his ideas, uh, his uh, blessings for others, and also for yourself. And that's what we tend to forget. It's not about ourselves. And, and all those preparations also, we don't prep for ourselves. Our souls are saved. We are saved uh, by the blood of Yosha. And we have to tell it to everybody. And at, at, at times when, uh, when people don't want to hear it, we also have to say it. But not always with words and that, and that that's that's our mission that's in, in life is is to yeah. tell uh, bring the gospel through the world sometimes use words <laughs> and, it, very, and it depends on how and on how abba wants us to be used we are we are the tools in his hands and as if if we are the tools he he uh we must be handled and it's just like uh the potter uh, with the clay the Ruach is also the water in the clay. If we are dried up uh, and, and God wants, uh, Yahweh wants to, 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 uh, to uh, 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 um, manipulate us and, 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 and uh, form us in a better way, we are brittle, we break. But when we have the Ruach, uh, the water of the Ruach in our uh, uh, vessel, then we can, uh, can be, be uh, applied as uh, uh, how Yahweh uh, wants us, and we are uh, uh, supple to, to be, be uh, uh, changed. And that's the di most difficult part of it. We have to, we, we need that oil, we need that water in the, in the clay. So we are uh, easily um, mm -hmm. uh, manipulated to, to the things we have to do in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. you, you said a really good point you know i think it's first uh, john uh 118 um let us not love through speech uh or worse but through our actions you know and uh and that if we if we minister to the world through our actions you know we can have a bigger impact uh in people's lives you know because we are walking it out and our actions do actually speak louder than our words you know many times so. indeed and, and we have to be uh uh, righteous also uh, if it is negative for the other we have to say what we had to say uh, for instance i had uh, some difficulties with a colleague i have to say it to him but when it's just like abba when we repent when we want to change when we want uh, to listen to each other then 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 the problem solved then i'm 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 uh, uh, kind and i will come come uh, work together uh, we can do everything that's needed to do our jobs, but people have, uh, uh, must want to work uh, with each other. And there's also in the kingdom, if we quarrel uh, all day long about uh, some, some dogmas or, or principles, then, then we, we, we don't build the kingdom. No, we, we, don't, we don't have to, to, to celebrate the feast or whatever with people who don't are on the same calendar or don't uh, uh, celebrate Modim. But we are brothers and sisters. We have to uh, join uh, 
the kingdom uh, army together. We have to uh, to work in the in the in the in the kingdom together. Sometimes for a few minutes, and sometimes for for uh, years on a, uh, on and on the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. That's it, brother. Amen. 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 It's a good word. Good word. Um, absolutely. Uh, and uh, uh, Cameron, brother, and, and you know, you said a really good thing about repentance because you know, after repentance, we're worthy to receive the Holy Spirit. You know. And, uh, and that produces good works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, brother. Uh, camera, brother, go ahead. Yeah, I had another question, but I can call Brandon uh, privately because it's not going to take, I think I'm taking too much time. Uh, I can do something later with Brandon if that's okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, everything is edifying. You know, I mean, uh, so far, I mean, we, we've been talking about things that, things to come and all that. And, uh, planting maybe trees, buying food or whatever, whatever it takes to get through, you know, uh, we, we have our sources, but we, Yahuwah, we use what you have now. You'll multiply what you have now, you know, whatever you have now, use it, you know, and, uh, and he will bless you with it. You know, some people will plan, some people will store some, you know, but he he knows exactly where you're at. Yeah. All right. I appreciate that. Thank you, Brandon. Absolutely. And Sarah, sister, good to see you. Shalom. Shalom, shalom. Shalom. So, uh, I guess my brother, what's his name? Gerard. Did I say your name right? Gerard. Is that how you pronounce it? Um, if you pronounce it uh, on a Dutch way, it's Gerhard. But you can Gerard. say Gerhard. Um, no problem. Oh, that's, uh... <laughs> that's interesting. I like it. Croc? Croc? Did I say it right? Unique. I like that. You said it all together. Uh, between you and Brother Jose, and you guys both said my uh, what I was thinking to say. But um, you know what? When you are, I believe, I mean, in my experience, uh, staying in prayer and worship in, uh, in his presence, in, the secret, in his secret place, uh, fear have no place. When we stay in his uh, presence, faith, he fills you up with faith, strength for whatever it is that we have to endure. It's going to be there. If we stay in constant prayer, and the Bible does command us to stay in prayer, constantly in prayer, pray in the spirit, stay in the Ruhan, that's where your strength is. Stephen didn't just, uh, the disciple didn't just walk around with their, uh, pleasing their flesh. They stayed in the spirit, in, in the Ruach. So in my experience uh, walking with Yah, it, the time that I stopped looking at, focusing on him, and I'm looking to the right, to the left. When I don't uh, spend my time in constant prayer, in constant obedient, and whatever the obedient it is, uh, focusing on the kingdom, the, the, the matters of the kingdom, and just doing as he asks are the time that fear comes in. 
But if we are staying constantly in prayer, doing what he asks us to do, we are focused in whatever matters to him matters to us. And we leave the minor things behind and focus on what it is, what is Yah's heart. Yah's heart is the source of man. Yes, indeed, it's, just like Daniel did. That's it, my brother, yeah. It's, he, he, he went after one sheep, I mean, one sheep. So if our heart is connected to his heart, there's no fear. Boldness comes in, strength comes in, faith comes in. We are full of him. When there's full of light, we are full of light. Darkness will not resonate. We're not, we are, there's no fear of death because we know where we belong. We are, because we are so full of him. But if we walk in the flesh and we are focused on the, the things of the flesh and we are distracted by the things around us, then we lose focus on what matters the most, then fear comes into our heart to distract them from the very things that Yah wants us to focus on. That's my experience in life. The time that I am doing exactly what I'm supposed to do, the time that I am constantly in prayer, constantly going after the soul, doing exactly as he asks, and nothing really matters, that's when strength comes in. That's when I, I gain that bonus, bulldog bonus of nothing really, I have no fear. But when I look into, when I don't focus on the things that matters to him and I'm focusing more on the things of the earth, on the things that are natural, the flesh, uh, that's when, I lose focus and fear comes in. So yes, we, yes. Have, to, we have to be uh, the, uh, like the ninety-nine sheep left by the shepherd. When the shepherd is gone to to rescue the the, the one hundred sheep, we have to uh, uh, help uh, each other. We have yes. to stay in contact with each other, like we are doing now, yes. and and that's a, a, a way we can we can sustain uh, for for some time until the shepherd is back. And yeah. I think we live in a time that we have to, that we have to uh, come near each other and uh, put aside all the different colors of our uh, of our uh, wool and 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 be one uh, one one sheep, one people, and um, we have to to help each other and let uh, let Yahuwah uh, do what he has to do. Let Yahusha do what he has to do to uh, rescue. That one sheep. Sometimes we have to stay um, in in place we don't want to, but with each other, so we are safe enough to to uh, until the shepherd comes back. I uh, most of the time I think about an embassy. We're in a different country. We work in that country, but when you are uh, fellowshipping, you are in the embassy together with others from the same country, but. Our king is not in the embassy, but we mm -hmm. we can call him. But he's not in in the same embassy in the in, in the foreign country we are in. Um, and I th that's how I, I look at it. Yes, brother, that's exactly. 
And to love and not just to love by words, I mean, from the heart. We have to love each other from the heart. I mean, genuine love, not in, in, in half-heartedly. Uh, what what did exactly what did when they came together? What exactly did the, the disciple and the group that they were with do exactly? We're supposed to be doing that. We're supposed to be honest with each other and encouraging, building, not tearing down, dividing. Um, all of the things of the flesh we have to leave it behind. Be, we have to be truthful and everything that we do. Anyways, I'm going sidetracked, but I wanted to share like two scriptures that I I wasn't planning to do that, but it just came to my mind. Um, Psalm, this morning, he gave me Psalm 93. Uh, it says, Yahweh shall reign. He shall put on excellency. Yahweh shall put on strength. He shall gear himself indeed the world is established immovable. Your throne is established from old. You are from everlasting. Rivers shall lift up, O Yahweh. Rivers shall lift up your voice. Rivers lift up their breakers. Yahweh on high is mightier than the noise of many waters, the mighty breaker of the sea. Your witness has been very trustworthy. Kadosh, we have your vows, O Yahweh, forever. And in Romans 14, uh, 17, it says, For the reign of Elohim is not eating, drinking, but righteousness, peace, joy in the Ruha Akodesh. And it's funny that it uh, goes with nine, uh, 93, the first chapter, where it says, Yahweh shall reign. So his reign is righteousness, is peace, joy, and the Ruha. So anyways, I don't know why that just came to me this morning, but uh, he is not in the noise. He's in the still voice. That's He's right. in stillness. That's right. He's not in the chaos and in those, uh, in the mighty wind, you know, that's what we always expecting, but he's in the stillness, he's always speaking. So anyways, I don't know how the I got there, but. Um, no, that's, that's the number one thing. That. He, that's first Kings 19 or yeah, I think it's 19 after he faces off against all the prophets of Baal and prophets of Ashtaroth. That, that's the message right there. He's not in the earthquake. He's not in the tornado. He's not in the fire. He's not in the high winds, all that stuff, the storm, the still small voice. That's it. And that's what we need to focus on. We can't, we got to be like Peter. When he focused on Yahusha, he could walk on water. When he took his eyes off Yahusha, he started drowning. So will be with us. So we got to keep our eyes fixed upon the author and finisher of our faith just like hebrews 12 talks about at least i think it's hebrews 12 verse 2 so yeah absolutely that's what we gotta do that's it all right thank you yes. sister brother william brother brandon yes sir thanks for your thoughts and teaching tonight brother absolutely appreciate that um i got just a number of points i wanted to bring by 
you know, um, uh, you know, I do find it really peculiar that Joseph, a man of Yahweh, took the land from the Egyptians to give to Pharaoh. Um, I do find that, I, ju I just find that um, just amazing. I find that an amazing thing. Um, in Passover 2021, you made mention of something occurring in Passover 2021. Mm -hmm. But you know, we had this great sign in the sky, September 23rd, 2017. And um, nobody really talks about it much anymore. The sign seems to be over. But uh, that is on Passover, right? Three and a half years from, from that is on Passover. Well, depending so, on, you know, which uh, of the however many calendars are out there, you know. Um, but ours, I, I think three and a half years from, from the 923 2017 i think it's like for some reason like march 6th is coming to mind um for that um i could pull up the time and date calculator yeah it's just the passover season that you're talking about right and it right, just yeah, coincide yeah. with that i mean yeah. if i'm looking for days in the minute pff, who could do that right right uh, you know um, but uh but ultimately yeah i i don't really um i don't really hear much just as a statement i'm not i'm not making anything other than you know it is kind of weird that we had that whole thing take place and then nothing happened with it um but it does seem to wind up in in march ish of 2021 um i, I think that's why matthew was uh, thinking purim <laughs> could be because that's i think that's closer to that date was is purim in march like the end of march or middle of march i, I think, think it's, it's uh, i think it's more like february think is it let know. me see you're in usually in february yeah okay 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 so to answer your question um well actually you know what let me do it off of this let me do it by days so 1260 days it is yep i was right yeah it's march 6th is what i thought i remembered march 6th but if you do three years six months then it was like March 21st. So, 23rd, yeah. Or, or yeah, March yeah, March 23rd, something like that, yeah. Um, so, which it's obviously not, uh, well, it is 1260 days rather. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, that sign was shortly thereafter. I mean, when I saw that sign, when I saw that people were, you know, recording it as happening and everything, I'm like, that was a big wake up call for me, you know, um, you know, so I've, I've, uh, I guess I've done a couple of teachings on it. Um, but it's a very, um, I don't want to use the word mystical, but it's a very, uh, deep, uh, deep sign. You know, I mean, the, the Bible calls it a, a great sign, you know, a great sign in heaven. Um, so I think it's very multifaceted for sure. Um, but I don't personally believe anymore in a seven year tribulation. That's just me. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I'm wrong. It's just what I've, you know, moved away from, uh, 
just because I've, the more and more I've studied the verse where, um, where that, that seven year tribulation comes from in, in Daniel 9:27, you know, the more and more clear it becomes, especially this year that, you know, it was Yahusha who was, um, uh, who cut off the sacrifices in the midst of the week, you know, because he was sacrificed on Passover and he ended the, um, the Levitical, you know, priesthood, you know, that, that transfer of power, if you will, to back to the, um, uh, back to the Melchizedek, you know, took place, but, um, you know, yeah, I, I pay uh, attention to the 42 months. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, it's and, a, and, I mean, it's it's you can't you can't get around that one, right? No, yeah, you can't. And uh, yeah. you know, and the rest of them is speculation. Right, right, exactly. And you know, uh, and you know, the thing is, is that this whole thing—I mean, it could be a very short window. You know that I, you know, and I know, I, and I apologize for, like I said earlier, I apologize for kind of getting ahead of myself, if you will. But I think it was also a blessing in a way because all year long I've been saying the same message over and over again. Repent, repent, avoid the mark of the beast, do this, you know, come back, you know, et cetera. And so even in my weakness, he blessed it because I think a lot of people have awakened to the late hour that we are in. And you know what's interesting is that, um, and I'd have to find the video because I tried to search for it. I thought I actually wrote it out on Facebook, but I guess I never did that. I only spoke it in a video. But I, I was saying that um, I don't see this in between lasting longer than six to 12 months. And what's interesting is in the book of Esther, it takes 12 months to prepare a bride. Esther's preparation was 12 months. So if we look at, you know, at least here in the States, um, you know, when this really started and when this beast system really rose was, you know, right around like March 13th or whatever. So, you know, March to March would be, you know, that, that 12, 12 months, you know, basically like Passover to, to Passover essentially is, uh, you know, what I'm thinking because 2020, I mean, that's why when we go to the eye doctor and they're checking our eyes, they're checking for what vision 2020. Okay. What eyes are we seeing with? Are we seeing with our spiritual eyes or are we seeing with the eyes of our flesh? Because 2020 was a vision check. That's all it was. You know, the whole adage, hindsight's 2020 right and um you know that certainly why, did open the eyes of many didn't it <laughs> well hopefully right didn't but it, it also it also I mean, shut the eyes of a lot of people as well you know i mean i mean the amount of conversions that are going through europe and africa right now for christianity is huge i mean it's dying it? in the western awesome. world but it's huge there yeah. and in south america yeah. you know so yeah it really has been quite an yeah. An eye-opening year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, and, and, you know, yeah, I, I just wanted to, to pass over on that one, but, yeah. but 
you know, Agenda 2020, Agenda 21 mm-hmm. has nothing to do, and I have to keep, re- it has nothing to do with the year night 2021. It has everything to do with the 21st century. It is an agenda to take place this next 100 years or 80 years. In actual fact, in 2015, they got together, the United Nations got together in 193 different nations, or 73, so many numbers, but 193 or 173 countries agreed to have the Sustainability Act, which uh, basically is supposed to exterminate gender inequality and, and uh, poverty throughout the world by 2030. And then there's the next marker of 2050. But, 20, but, but Agenda 21 is a century-long one. We have to understand that, yeah, it, it's for the century. So, and I think that alters a little bit the, the thinking because a lot of people think, oh, you know, it's, it's a rush job when we think, you know, 21, Agenda 21, it's like supposed to happen this year. And it's like, no, uh, there are things that are going to happen in 2021, but not everything that was written of in the Sustainability Act. You know, they are going to take, like you said, from that gentleman from the uh, uh, World Economic Forum. Uh, yeah, we're going to have nothing and be very, very happy because because we have no, we have safety or some kind of crazy thing like that. But yeah, I, I just, you know, I, I did want to make that note. And you know, yeah. you say, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I should give you a chance to respond. No, you're fine. Because I, I got another point. Say, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just going to say that, I mean, I believe that the depopulation, you know, well, one, it already started with coronavirus because we know that, I mean, if we look at the death count, however many people that they've, we don't know who, who died naturally of like other causes or whatever and how many people that, you know, they were in the hospital they got labeled with COVID. Next thing you know, they end up on the ventilator and the ventilator ends up killing them, you know? So we don't know exactly how many people they've gotten rid of, but the culling of the population has definitely begun for sure. But the reason why I bring up Virginia 21 is because, you know, uh, or, or 2021 rather, is if you look at, I don't know if you've ever heard of deagle.com. If it's still up, I don't know if it is. If it's not up, um, it's on my video, uh, Dark Winter, on my on my uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, so you're talking about that you. one where they listed all the, um, all the populations countries. going down by 2025? Yes. Yeah, yeah, like by 2024, 2025. Yeah. So, and, um, you know, America really gets hit hard. It's like 200 million, I think, is what it is um, that we lose. We go from like 330 to like, 99 million or something like that 100 million yeah that um, caught me off guard yeah and it has nothing to do with pestilence either no 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 Um, there's something else in play yeah yeah i mean there's there's a whole lot of stuff in play and that's why i'm saying what i'm saying about 2021 is because i think that we're going to see so many things all at once like or or maybe not all at once necessarily, but like very close together to one another. You know what I mean? Like as far as um, 
you know, we can obviously see that a civil war is at the very door. I mean, who knows? Well, for you guys, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, for us. I'm not, sorry, yeah, I'm not, not talking about the Canadians, but, you know, for us. Or even, um, or even Germans. Yeah, right? yeah. But I mean, um, there is the whole world here, right? No, yeah, no, I understand. And, yeah. and I wish I had studied America deeper because there's something about this land. Like there's something that they're holding back from us that they're not telling us. And, you know, um, I've seen some different articles on like, you know, how the tribe of Dan is involved and things like that with regards to, um, you know, the president, the line of the presidencies and stuff like that. Um, you know, cause yeah, they all have the same grandfather. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, but no, that's why I bring up 2021 is because you have a civil war because I think you're going to have, um, which technically World War III has really already started because it's been cyber warfare. It's been, you know, hacking. It's been economic. It's been all these things. And now you got Israel, you know, the media finally covered it when they took out enough Iranians that they couldn't hold back anymore that when they killed 57 of them earlier this week, they finally covered it. But Israel's been, you know, uh, striking uh, parts of Syria, you know, since uh, I want to say they did it. I know they did it on uh, on Christmas uh, or two days, like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And then um, I think they did it on New Year's. They've done it several times in the past couple of weeks. Um, but you know, we're going to see civil war, you know, world war three, like, like full on, like, you know, actually seeing the effects of it. Um, you know, and I believe that in the midst of that, you know, when peace is taken from the earth, I think that's when, you know, which is, you know, the, the second seal, what it talks about there is, uh, when peace is taken from the earth, we're going to also see America's collapse then as well you know yeah let's face it they're trying to break the idea of paper money right oh they're trying to put everyone onto a point system mm -hmm. they're trying to put everyone onto an identification so that every human on earth is identified i haven't quite done all the done a lot of pondering on why they would want to identify every individual on the earth uh you know i really am curious about what's the point of that What's the point of that? But well, think about Satan being a trafficker, a trafficker of souls, right? So he wants to know who his property is. Ezekiel 28 talks about how he's a trafficker. Um, I know Matthew's referred to it, you know, before. So it's a pride thing for him. That's why that's why the census happened, you know, in 2020. It's it's the same as um you know, King Harry. You guys. Right. Yeah. For no, us. We didn't have. Sorry. No, no, I got you. I'm just, again, and, and I'm, you know, I know us Americans, you know, we talk very pridefully. Sometimes we think everything revolves around us. But from a prophetic standpoint, you know, this is called the land of the free, which is the land of the Freemasons. It's the new world known as. And the new world order will will rise fully once America falls. That's what the whole Phoenix thing is about, is that the Phoenix rises 
from the ashes, you know, of America, you know, because the new world order can't exist fully and, and, you until, know, you know, America falls completely. Yeah, you mentioned the Phoenix, but that Phoenix is on so many different flags across the earth. Oh, sure. I mean, Absolutely. it's everywhere. Yeah, right. I agree. You know, I mean, I think even in my family crest, it's in there, right? Might be. Yeah, yeah. We have a coat of arms for my family. We're right. an ancient family. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and so yeah, yeah. There, there is so many things going on, and and I did. You did mention about an MP, right? An EMP, mm-hmm. right? If that EMP goes, you can have all the wind up stuff you want. It's not going to work. Right. Unless you right, unless you put it in a Faraday cage before it happened. Right. Um, you know, so I've been looking at that. So, you know, and, I, and I'm trying to mix that in with the two witnesses and watching them and whether it is two witnesses or two people. And so, you know, yeah, an EMP, it, it basically wipes all of the little people out. Yeah. Right? I mean, obviously, the governments and the armies will have all of their equipment protected. Because it'll be them that's creating one, or or they've already got the stuff hidden away and taken care of just for that case, right? right. So no, that, that's I, I don't I don't really thought. see an EMP coming. I really yeah. don't. I think it's another in another direction. Yeah. Um, and I think it's um, you know this year is the tenth anniversary of Fukushima, right? Uh, sounds right. It is. The, it's the. 10th anniversary of 311 and i gotta tell you nobody really is paying attention to that 311 you have to stay out of the rain you have to stay out of the rain you have to stay out of the snow i mean the background radiation across the globe is incredible i mean you we we have badlands um new mexico we got the places all out there in utah and and in california where you just can't go near Three Mile Island, we got Indian Island in New York, spewing all sorts of um, radiation. I mean, they, when I was a child, we used to talk, they used to talk about if one meltdown took place, one China syndrome. Well, this isn't one China syndrome. This is four China syndromes. And of the most deadly plutonium, right? Some of the most deadly uh, radiation came out of there. It, it, it aerosoled across the earth. And this stuff is what's heating up the Pacific Ocean. And this is the stuff that's causing all of those birds and all of those, all the ocean life to exterminate mm-hmm. themselves, right? I mean, it's getting rid of all the plankton and the oxygen in the oceans, but nobody's really paying attention to it. I don't hear it much on being talked about but i I do want to warn everybody that you know what yeah you got to stay out of the rain don't play in the snow because this stuff is deadly to you it absorbs into your skin and the next thing you know you got covid i don't know (laughs) so you know yeah something to to pay attention oh yeah if we're almost halfway through it a china syndrome that's big news but I did want to bring one more thing up for you, Jose. And that was um, in Isaiah 11 and 2. One of the spirits of Yahweh, of Yahusha, is fear. So, you know, um, he, he gives us that spirit. And, and you know, um, we heard that um, actions speak louder than words. 
Well, I don't know if they speak louder, but I do know that they last longer because Eve ate, ate an apple and 6,000 years later, we're still suffering for it. So, <laughs> truly, yeah. right? So yeah. actions do have consequences, mm. right? It's our actions that, that last. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely and uh fear 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 of yahuwah it's, it's a healthy thing it keeps us from sinning <laughs> and it keeps us you know walking a narrow path for sure um and uh and it's important you know not not that we have to fear man or everything around us but yahuwah is it brings us to um us centered and in, in who he is and the yeah, and you know, should we do, I, I, you know that's it and but you know it, it's the word yurat in hebrew which could be also reverence, right? Mm. And, and it does talk about the secret of reverence in 1 Timothy 3.16. There is a mystery of the reverence of Yahweh. And that's kind of a cool stuff. And uh, my, last, my last note that I'm going to say is, you know, we, we don't have guns up here in Canada. We're not allowed to have them unless you have a license and blah, blah, blah. So we can have them for hunting or personal use but we have to have off you know go and get licenses so the general public in, in at large doesn't have them and you know as i said to my wife i said you know we've been now gathering food for a number of months and material necessities tape bandit i mean just necessities right um to because commodities soon just won't be around but i i said to my my children i said you know it's not that we are going to run out it's that most likely where right now we see one or two people break into a house and steal things during the day home invasions soon we're going to see 20 and 30 people breaking into houses and clearing you out and there is a law here in canada and i think you have it in the states also that if the government that during times of emergency anything that you own immediately becomes the possession of the government without restitution so your food, your home, you could be kicked out onto the street at any time without compensation and they could just take your house and then they, it's their place. Right. So, um, they can take yeah. you and right. Also. Yeah. It's like Billy, give me uh, there, some there, chains, put them there, on. There's the maritime law, which is like the Atlantic, uh, law that, um, that comes all the way from the, you know, the England, you know, the, the queen, her majesty, and that law is um, maritime law that allows her to use, we're collateral, you know, us, the people, when you, when you have a birth certificate, you know, your, um, your collateral, I mean, your birth certificate, mm -hmm. your capital, I understand somebody had said before that you're, you're, even the letters are capitalized because you are the capital <laughs> of what, you know, so you're the assets, you know, so they can trade you that, you know, uh, it's like Brother Brandon was saying, you know, you're being, you're trading assets by the evil one if you allow them. You know, just like your land, your land is the same thing. Anything you possess, mm -hmm. including yourself. So we're not off the hook unless we come up completely out of Babylon, and that's what we we you know we want. Yes, there is a spiritual, but there's also a natural. So we do, we don't want to partake of her sins and of her drinking and all that because we 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 become fornicators as she is one, right? So. Uh, but at the same time, we do what we can to be, uh, you know, to free ourselves, you know, to really free ourselves.
from uh, all these rules and regulations that they impose on us every day. Because we get caught in the matrix and we just can't get, you know, how can you get out, you know, with all these rules and things, you know, that dependency so. factor, right? <laughs> oh, they're squeezing us into that dependency they, factor. Sure. Tra- that they absolutely, especially oh, yeah, now. Right. What if they have control of all the food? What, uh, what are, you know? So you know, we're prepared for that, you know. So that yeah. that that's why this this uh, message that Brandon's given is it, it comes out of very also why they have a very good time. How to have self-sustaining society. You know, they never taught us how to like do survival stuff in school or anything like that. It was for a reason. They wanted us in the cities, you know, for for this time. So anyway, uh, Sister Jean, we'll go to you real quick, and then we got to wrap up. I actually just wanted to um, mention something to William because he was talking about like the uranium stuff. Well, like I don't know. 2013, I used to have to drive from the desert to my my ex-husband's place to do exchanges. And one time I pulled over in the mountains as I was going down and I actually found yellow cake uranium. <laughs> but it, and it was just loose. I mean, there were these, there's these rocks and, you know, I was kind of stupid to pick them up. I thought, because I was always like a prospector, like a gold prospector. And I was going, what is this? I wonder if this has gold in it. I didn't know what it was, but I, I, but I also heard that when it's loose out like that, it's actually not harmful to you. It's when it's like gets buried and then it radiates inside, unburied in something. So if you, if you enclose it in something, then it, then it can, it's much more dangerous to you than, than it is if it, if it's been out in the open like that. But anyway, I drove by there about a month ago and uh, they fenced the entire area off. <laughs> yeah, I'm amazed that you didn't get burned. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, you know what? Yeah, nuclear waste, it's, you know, even Matthew talks about it, right? When we go cleaning up the earth, we're supposed to put flags, right? Whenever we find one of these things, we put flags down there, right? If an EMP happens, whew, all these nuclear plants, I think there's 440 of them globally, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah, there's going to be some pretty crazy stuff going on. And no wonder people break into boils and, and blisters all over their body because of this stuff. Uh, I'm 100% in agreement with, you know, Brandon stated, you know, uh, with World War Three already started, they have already, the Chinese has already hacked, you know, and by the way, Chinese is controlled by Israel, you know, so they're, they're, they're all... Their whole communism, like 94% of the people who actually set up their communism were the Ashkenazi Jews that actually did. But anyway, that's besides that. But anyway, so they are actually the ones, you know, they 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 were hacking uh, since March of this year, since the whole Corona thing. They hacked into the Pentagon, into the, uh, the uh, energy department. They hacked into a whole bunch of uh, different uh, government um, sects. That, of course, they kept it somewhat secret, but it finally came out towards what November I think it was in November when it finally came out and so the the war of cyber has they 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 they, they, they into the election they already got involved in that you know I mean that was completely uh you know fixed you know and that was that was an international as well as a domestic uh you know um infiltration which is an act of war 
So all these things are happening, but see, the wars that are being fought right now are not like your conventional wars with bombs and everything. Eventually, it was going to get that way, and possibly it could even start in the next few weeks. But right now, we're seeing the beginnings of the war uh, because they're they're attacking the um, well, the infrastructure. Uh, you know, that's where they start. You know, they're already they they want Biden because he's in bed with China. So that right there is just a that that's huge. They know he's compromised. They know his son is compromised, and they can use him as a puppet. It's perfect for China to actually, and as well for actually Biden to go into power. Absolutely, you know. Um, you know, I'm not saying that Trump is, you know, is a saint. What I'm saying is that it, this is their tactics. This is how they are actually using, and they're going to use all these things, uh, you know, for their benefit. Um, and then you have, you know, the the you know the biological attack against the U.S. You know, three. You know, whether there was close to th over 300,000 uh, people, you know, uh, casualties. Some may have not been from the coronavirus. Some, some may be a combination of or whatever the case is. That's another attack all in the same year. <laughs> you know, all these things. And uh, we're, so we're going to be seeing, I think, the, the continuation of this because that was just the beginning of it. So, um, but I think it's, uh, we, you know, it's about getting spiritually prepared and uh, and uh, definitely um, start working to, you know, have sufficient, you know, uh, re supplies Please. and things like that for, for the meantime, you know, absolutely. Yeah, I think the Third World War actually started in 1906 before the First World War, when in the Western world here, we decided to mandate education and education. <laughs> and so we sent all of our kids off to uh, FEMA education camps. Right. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that was definitely a plot of the Rothschilds for sure. Because oh man, yeah. They uh, they wanted the woman to go to work, and they wanted to control the children because if you control the children, you control the next generation, and then obviously from there you can get to where we are now. So, mm -hmm. yep. yeah, yeah. We're, we're, one last thing, Damien wrote. Yeah, and now China and other countries made artificial suns to counter when Yahusha comes and the sun goes black and the moon red. You know, I, I, I thought that for the same thing, a couple of, I don't know, there's a guy on, online that, that he's, he does really good, good documentation that he actually spots two different suns in two different places. And it, it's just like, what, you know, what's going on here? And, um, and so I thought, you know, you know, when the sun turns, you know, turns, you know, black and all that, you know, I'm kind of curious that they're gonna, you know, that's gonna be another deception that turns into sackcloth. So uh, interesting stuff. I mean, uh, Japan's saying that they already have an artificial sun ready to go up. But, you know, if they've already they've already uh, now learning about it, I mean, if we're already learning about it now, then I'm sure, pretty sure that, you know, that they, they must have already tested it now. How it's done, I, I don't know. I mean, I still believe there's a firmament. And I, I, I truly believe that hologram thing could be, there could be some device that somehow mm -hmm. they can manage to keep it up there. China has uh, it's, artificial suns as well. Yeah. yeah. So I think they're popular now. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I know we still have son. I don't think he, we, we're, we still in that. We still have that one. So I'm the one, that's the one that I'm going to, uh, we're going to be, uh, you know, uh, needing for, for the Takufa and all that stuff. But anyway, um, well, what a blessing it was tonight. You know, a lot, lot of information. A lot to um, sink in, and I'm happy that we're able to help each other 
get through this next few uh, days and weeks and months. Um, and I pray that we all stay together. You know, we're a family. Um, we have to, you know, sometimes help one another and, and, and just depend on each other um, for help and uh, for advice and for counsel and for prayers. So, um, and, uh, Brother Conrad, oh, Con you want to I was going to yeah. say, Conrad, you want to? Yes, certainly. So, thank you. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness and your mercies. I always come because we need your mercies, dear Father in heaven, in these times in which we live. And dear Father, you are merciful. And we are glad and grateful for that promise that you would always be with us, no matter what the situations may be. There's a lot of information here tonight that we have to think and ponder. But dear Father, we rest assured that no matter what the situation may be, you never leave your children. You never abandon us. You never forsake us. You never leave us. To give us that faith that we need to continue, dear Father, to endure these unprecedented times in which we are living in and what is to come. We look to Yahusha, or the author and finisher of our faith, that we look, dear Father, to him. We look to you, dear Father, in all of these situations that exist. And we thank you for that hope that we have, that we never fade, and that, dear Father, we will never give up. And, dear Father, that when Yahusha returned, he will find faith in us, and that, dear Father, you will guide us in all that we do. Bless each and every one of us here tonight. Guide us, direct us, provide for us, and keep us safe and our families. And we give you thanks in Yeshua's name we pray. Amen.